Welcome to the Career Pivot Podcast. I'm Beck Sands and I help people pivot into careers or businesses that they love. This podcast is an interview series with people that have successfully pivoted their careers so that you can feel inspired to do the same. I believe that everyone deserves to do work that they love and to feel fulfilled, driven, and know that they are making a positive impact on the world. Now, let's get into the episode. Today, I'm interviewing Gemma Laurel, originally a criminal lawyer with over a decade of experience and now a video games voice actor, game enthusiast, and actress. After 10 years as a criminal lawyer, Gemma found that she'd lost her passion for her work, was more stressed than ever, and noticed that her health was suffering too. Taking control, she made a drastic career change, leaving her position as a barrister to pursue her passion for gaming and acting. Now, let's dive into the interview. Hi, Gemma. It's so good to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me on your podcast. It's wonderful to be here. Um, So do you want to tell us a little bit about your career and where you were at before you made the big change? Mm, Yeah, sure. Um, Currently, I'm a voiceover actor and film and television actress. My previous career, my previous life, I was a barrister. So that's the one that wears the funny old-fashioned Mozart wigs, um, not the coffee-creating barrister. Um, My area of law was criminal prosecutions. So I was in the courtroom dealing with criminal offences across the state. That's um, so different. So yeah. different to what you're doing Contrasting. now. <laughs> it's fun though. I mean, that's, that's the complete pivot for me. It almost went from a, a highly repressed environment to a highly expressed environment. <laughs> so a bit of a swing. Amazing. So um, what was the catalyst, I guess, that made you want to pivot out of law and being a barrister and into video games acting and tell us a little bit about that as well yeah sure uh well i can't pinpoint one specific incident that spurred the desire for a dramatic walkout um but rather it was like an accumulation of moments little nudges of insight which culminated in the realization that oh this job sucks uh there has to be more (laughs) to life than doing this yeah um and i think that having that moment was gold because well those little gradual moments that finally got to a point I went I think I'm done Mm -hmm. um I it was a dream job in my mind as a teenager and then Mm -hmm. I slowly realized that actually that's this is not so great um but then again you you know I find the older I get the I learn what I do want by knowing what I don't want and that was just part of that learning process that's so true. I mean, you can't know until you actually try something, right? Um, For sure. <laughs> and then yeah. once you're in there, then you can kind of make changes from there. But it's almost like a process of elimination rather than yeah. identifying yeah. before you. And you can't overthink it. Yeah, no. that's it. Yeah, you, you can't. can't overthink it because you just. I mean, aren't we continually doing that as well? We're learning as we go in life and just figuring it out. And but you get this idea in your head that I should know this by now. So that high expectation of what you should be and where you should be. And then, ta-da, I'm going to have a, an about turn now. Bye. <laughs> totally, totally. So tell us, how, how did you actually do it? Like, what were the steps that you took? Like, how did you, I guess, work up the courage to do it <laughs> as well? Right, yeah. Um, I, I think it was just having a gut full and thinking either I 
do this for another 20 plus years or I figure out what else I might want to do. So a sense of curiosity about what, what would I like? What's fun to me? What would I like to do? And playing with that. Um, I did know that when I was working in the office, so as a barrister, I mean, this is where the reality versus perception kicks in. When I was in law school, I really thought that if I'm going to be a barrister, I'm going to be in the courtroom most of the time. And, you know, it's the pointy end. I really love it. And yes, that does happen maybe 2% of the time. The rest of the time you're at a desk in an office, reading briefs, um, dealing with investigators. It was all paper and in a cubicle in a box. So it's quite not how I thought it would be. Um, mm. But I, once I was in the courtroom, I absolutely loved it. It was like fun. It was like, you didn't know who was going to ask what question, what questions were going to come from the bench. That's the judges. Um, or from the other side. So it was fun. It was keeping those something about the brain that happens when you don't know what to expect. And there's a joy in that. But I realized that the whole career as a whole, it wasn't giving me that, oh, I don't know, creative outlet, I guess you'd say. Uh, so my mind would often shoot off into story creation, which is probably not the best mix when it comes to criminal law. Cause you're like, you've got horrific cases in front of you, but <laughs> <Yes>. the worst. <laughs> and you're sort of like giggling in the back. Yeah, I like... was, I was, I was just like, cause you know, some of them, it's not that, you know, of course they're the horror shows where people do things to other people where you think who, my gosh, who does this? But then there are others where it's just silly things. And you're like, so, you know, the visuals in my head just start running amok. And then I'm creating these mini movies in my mind. And I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if, and then it was, becomes a comedy series in my head. And I remember just giggling. And I thought, this is not healthy. Like, is there something wrong with me? Because I'm like, I'm listening around. There's, it's nobody else is doing what I'm doing. And I'd be getting up because I'd have a lot of energy. I couldn't sit still at the desk for very long. And I just wanted to impersonate, I guess, or just have some fun. And, you know, and I thought, I think I'm in the wrong career. I think, <laughs> I, think I wasn't fitting in. Um, and so, yeah, that's what spurred me to think, I think actors do this thing. <laughs> I'm not too sure because I didn't really watch a lot of television. So I wasn't sure what it was I was being drawn to. Um, and I thought maybe it's acting. So I... Signed up, I did a bit of Google and I signed up for a, an acting little course after work and went to that. I thought, well, I better try it. Um, and if I don't like it, then I don't do it and I find something else. Totally. Um, and I love how you're talking about, you know, that you just, you followed what you really like to do. And it's like, that's, mm. that's been a common theme, I think, of all of the interviews um, that I've done on this podcast is that everyone has looked at where they're passionate about and then just kind of taken the steps to follow the joy almost. Yes. Yeah. Um, and like that has led them into such great places. But I think, you know, for me, like in, before I like transitioned into my own business, I think it was like always like the biggest thing holding me back was fear. Um, mm. Like the fear of like failure or the fear of, you know, things not working out or, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the cultural assumption that like you need to have a, you know, like a steady job. And doesn't <laughs> your guess. mind go to the worst places? Like the mind I think is built for survival. So it's always yeah. going to find, it's going to nitpick and be very critical and find the worst case scenario. So then you can figure out how to survive if that worst case scenario eventuates. So half the time you spent is just stressing over stuff that hasn't even happened. 
And yep. before you know it, you sell yourself out of taking a, taking a step forward. Exactly. <laughs> and, you just, and then you end up being in the same spot you were a year ago. It's exactly. Just like, yeah. It's a mind nice. game, right? Like it, it is a mm. mind game, I think. Yes. Um, and once you realize that following the joy and like following your passion and following what you love to do actually takes you to better places and takes you to good places. I think yes. once you have that realization, then you can keep going. The worst never really, you know, cause the worst case is if this doesn't work out cancer, you know, like your mind will go there and, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. hang on, wait a second. Um, wait, how did I get to that? absolutely depressing <laughs> frame of mind that's a big um, leap yeah yeah like i'm on the streets i don't have money now i've got a disease now i can't go to hospital now you know and it just ends up being this like dramatic situation that probably will never actually happen um so yeah just toning that down and saying oh yeah thanks thought um off you go now i'll just think of something that feels better <laughs> oh totally but the mind does go there and it and it is it's designed to protect you right but mm. it's like it also prevents you from, you know, pursuing those, those creative dreams and pursuing what, what it is that you really want to do. And then if you look at like the impact of that on your life, that is so much worse, I think. Oh, oh you mean the consequence of the, actually staying where you are yeah. and not having at least tried. Exactly. Yeah. You got to live with that. Like choose, choose the less, uh, the worst that you're willing to put up with. Are you willing to put up with thinking, oh, um, well, I gave it a shot and, well, I figured something else out. Or are you going to put up with, I didn't even try because I was so afraid that it wouldn't work out. Exactly. Um, Gemma, what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced, uh, I guess, when transitioning from, from law into um, being a voiceover actress? Ooh, I would say mindset would be the first one. Um, it probably happens across anything you're doing in your life, but the mental battles mostly. So overcoming the mental battle of not knowing all the answers when you're starting out in something new, mm. realizing that being a good actor doesn't mean you'll get the job, which is a total light bulb, total switch of frame that I had when I was pursuing acting because it's, there are so many variables that you don't control mm. when you're going to voiceovers and acting. Somebody will, I've literally had so many rejections on things that I have no control over. Like, oh, you know what? We've got too many brunettes. We actually need a blonde so it looks different on screen. You're like, I mean, you could make that your problem and go out and dye your hair. But I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you-, <laughs> uh, you know, and so yeah. even doesn't matter how good you are. They're just, there's so many things. Or, or actually, no, we want to change the character to no, no longer female because we want to shake up the, you know, and you've got no control over that. So I think letting go of control, realizing you actually don't have any is part of that mental battle um which was the the challenge that i faced when i started out because i was trying to do everything right i went to you know you gotta bring your a game do the best you can and when you realize oh it's not about how good i am there's so much stuff that it's not about me then you're like oh okay let it go (laughs) start singing that song from frozen totally (laughs) totally but you know it and it is it's a learn it's a learnt thing i think like it's it's really hard to do that at the beginning i think it's really hard to let go of that control and realize that Mm. yet you're not in control and be okay with that level of uncertainty um i think that like you learn to get better at that that's not like an innate yes. thing. I think that's definitely a learned thing. Um, yeah. Cause like, it's, you know, same as what you were saying in acting, like 
I'm sure there's not as much rejection in business, but as in mm. acting, like acting, that would be full on. But like, you get, I think you get used to it. And, and in fact, yeah. well, you, go, you go through a day and then you're like, I haven't been rejected. There's something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you start getting actually addicted to rejection because it's a thrill. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, like, what can I fail at? Yeah. What can I fail at? Exactly. Exactly. And I think you do have to get a little bit like that in business too, because there are rejections when mm. you're doing something like that. And there are you know, you're not going to get everything that you, um, that you set out to do and you're not going to get the results all the time. Gosh, no. (laughs) And and you'd be pretty bored, you know, if you didn't have rejections and challenges and you had everything go exactly the way you want, I mean, you'd be pretty bored and like, I just manifest everything I want. You'd be like, oh, oh, okay. What next? Oh, I've got that now. Hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Well, um, so what, Gemma, what are, what are some of the best things about working for yourself and having your own business? Oh, the freedom to choose what clients you want to work with is probably the biggest one I've had. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, choosing who to surround yourself with, what teammates you want around you. Uh, I mean, the happiness for me went up dramatically and I realized it wasn't about the money. Uh, that being around the right people and being of service was so is so much of a thrill for me. The money just follows that. So the yes. joy in seeing projects that I work on succeed to the max and beyond what I anticipated. Um, working with teams who also love what they do and they expand to new levels. Uh, I mean, I worked on a video game which recently got listed in the top 50 video games of 2019. Wow. It was a shock to everyone, but in the sense that we had no idea where it would go, but it, it's those wins that make you think, wow, I did something with these people. And there's a whole sense of appreciation that I receive that I never got in a legal career. Um, yeah. It was a, a bit of a thankless task. I mean, being a criminal prosecutor was a bit like being a parking ticket inspector. Yeah, it's a job that needed to be done, but nobody says thank you for it. No. Nah. So it was a bit like, <laughs> no, right. So, I mean, how many times I was in the courtroom after submitting on sentence and the defendants being taken away, handcuffed, going to prison. And I could hear the family members crying in the back of the courtroom. And obviously I could feel them looking at daggers at my back. I mean, nobody's going to come up saying, thanks for putting that person in jail. I mean, you know, here's a bunch of flowers. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you know, that's was, a job well and, done. <laughs> yeah, good high fives, 20 year sentence. You know, the system doesn't quite run on appreciation and contribution. It's more like we are so flat out, the system's so inundated. You know, you need to carry X number of files per week and churn through them as fast as you can because these all should have been done last month. You know, so Gosh. it's a frenetic pace. Yeah. So I think the joy of having your own business, I. I'm not running. I get to slow down on the projects that I adore. I give 100% attention to them. I laser focus and give quality to these projects. I'm not running at a frenetic pace doing a 50% quality job on every project and dropping the ball because I'm under so much pressure to spin 20 plates a day every day, no matter the cost. The joy in giving such great service is magic. Having clients thrilled with the little extra that you give, like, not just sending one take of a voiceover, but giving some performance options and variations free of charge because I want to make sure my clients are so happy, delighted and feel safe knowing they can trust me to do a great job. I mean, that makes my day. 
How did you transition like from, it's like, how did you find that transition from that frenetic fast pace kind of thing into uh, like, I guess that's slowing down, you know, being able to have the time. Like, did you find that an easy transition or was that, like, did that take some adjustment? It was a relief. It was like a weight off um, Mm. to have that pace change and quality, not quantity, uh, and feeling like I really was of service. And that's what what I received. So it was actually like a, a relief. I was like, I finally could breathe. And I went, oh. This is where it's at. I have the time to connect to people because it's people that make businesses. It's people that make companies. So if I can connect with people, that's everything. That's all I need to do. So it wasn't difficult to make that mental change of pace. It was just other factors, of course, that come in that are challenging. You know, because you don't know what you're doing, when you start out, you don't know where to get clients from. You don't know what to charge. You don't, it's all of those mm. things that became your challenges rather than, oh, I actually can slow down. So it was more of a joy to be able to slow down. That's and my so stress good. levels dropped. I mean, I went up three dress sizes being a prosecutor mm. because well, one, it's a highly sedentary job. It's a highly stressful job. And I find that if you're not happy, you naturally tend to put on the pounds oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah and now I look around I'm like I wonder if you know like I wonder if they're happy I mean I had the mental issue of trying to stop my mind from running because it Mm. was it's an all-on kind of a business so if you're not taking briefs home on the weekend you're thinking about work and so I would have this overactive motor in my mind I'd sleepwalk and sleep talk almost every night which was physically and mentally exhausting so you'd wake up and you feel like you really weren't fully rested so it has an impact that way um which is it's really cool because I was like folding the laundry and moving furniture and writing a bibliography all in my sleep but it was just not getting that amount of rest that I needed to fully function. No, and that has a huge impact. And then it's a flow on effect, right? Like throughout the day. Mm. And then you're like, okay, now I need like four coffees. And then, <laughs> and, then and now I'm going to burn out my adrenals. Watch this slow train wreck, everyone. Yeah. yeah. And look, I think so many people can identify with that. Um, mm. You know, like oh, I think it's there's so many different industries that, that that is true for that. You know, you it's really hard to switch off, and mm. you do, and you know, and then that impacts on sleep, and it impacts on your relationships, and it impacts on your health, yeah. and it impacts like on so many different areas of your life. And this is why, like, whenever you know, like I know in corporate, like a few people would say to me, "Oh, you know, just keep thing, keep work in its box," and you know, like, it's just like, it, it's not in a box. No, <laughs> unless you're a, a split personality. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know who can do that. It's the yeah, always like, on culture, isn't it? Always you always on. have to be available. Yeah. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah, absolutely always. And so you just, yeah. And then you'd, you know, and then you'd sort of wake up and you'd be on email again. And then before you even got in the yeah. office, like you're, you've got like, you know, a million things that has already yeah. taken over your day and always anticipating that next issue that's going to come through. You're, yeah. So you're, you're waking up already running according to somebody else's priorities and not your own. Totally. Totally. And I tried everything like yoga. Um, yoga was great. Cause like you couldn't take your phone in. <laughs> oh, yeah. You need someone to basically, it's like a crash for adults. Yes. <laughs> it was like, I, someone has to literally take my phone away. 
Yeah, sometimes that's what we need. If it has to get to that point where you you are aware that you can't self-discipline, I'm, oh. I'm all for that. I'm like, hey, somebody, it's like the same with keeping crap food in your house. If you know yeah. you're going to dip into it, don't buy it. Don't have it in the house. Don't have it in the house. Because then if you've got to actually like order it or go and buy it, you'll think twice. Make an effort. Yeah. yeah. Like you'll think twice. Yeah. You'll be like, okay, well, is there something here that I could actually make that's a bit healthier? Like as opposed mm. to if there's chocolate in the cupboard, it's going to be eaten. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be an empty wrapper. <laughs> yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with chocolate, but like it's oh, like, no. yeah, all the time if you're doing all, it all yeah, the time. I think that's, that's it. That's, so um, what are your top three recommendations for someone who's, say, in a corporate or another type of career that they're just feeling like this isn't necessarily right for me? Like, I know I'm not really that happy, but I just don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what next step to take. I don't know how to get out of this. I don't know what I do like to do, um, you know, and they probably doubt that they could even do anything different in the first place. Mm, what would you say? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I'd probably say firstly is awareness uh, of your level of joy or lack of it in your current situation. Mm. Um, getting clarity around what it is you think you would like to try. Because if the idea of quitting a job lights you up, that's a big indicator of <laughs> to think yes. of how you would like to fill your days. Um, yep. And ask yourself what you would be doing with what you're doing in 20 years time. Uh, like, yeah, ask that question of, would you be happy doing what you're currently doing in 20 years time? So it's that whole awareness. So I'd say that's the first step because acknowledging that horrible feeling is really good. Uh, secondly, take action on something you think you might like. Like I took a, an acting workshop after work, even though, you know, I was exhausted. I just went, well, do it anyway. Cause you never know. Maybe I'll have a lot of fun. and It'll give me energy. So take a workshop, try a new activity. Uh, it all starts with desire and clarity. So desire is, desire for more is natural. We evolve, we expand. So never squash that desire by letting your thoughts and doubts sell you out before you even start. Mm. It's like planting a seed and then digging it out and burning it before you give it a chance to grow. Yeah. So, so awareness, take action. Thirdly, I would say break it down into chunks. A little planning goes a long way. So schedule time each week to write your goals, outline inspiring ways you can get there. Because um, do, doing this starts a clarity process. You can change your steps later on if a better idea drops in. But just having something to work backwards from. So even writing down a date on the day you want to walk away and then work backwards, like working backwards from there. Because if you say this time next year, I'll be doing X. And then you can brainstorm all of the kind of things of, oh, well, what would I need to do that? Like maybe I can sh shuffle some money aside to pay for the costs of running a website how much does a domain cost you know and then you start looking into all these things and doing research so i think taking little step-by-step -step approach and naming a date of when you think you might want to leave your current job mm. yes that makes it real doesn't it yeah <laughs> that makes it real i mean otherwise it stays in the idea realm which is fine but if you, you know unless you want to be like a dreamer for the rest of your life it requires a bit of action Come, I mean, positive action is an inspired action, not a, oh, I got to do this action. Because I mean, we we tend to do that in jobs we are not happy in anyway. So, yeah, totally. taking action. I'm all for take a step. It might fail. Who cares? Try something else. Try something else. You can always pivot again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Triple pivots, man. Yeah. And I, th I think like um, 
you know, once people start to follow their joy, I feel like that then filters into the work that they do every day. But mm. then it's like, what happens is then you get promotions and then they get offered yes. more money. And then they get <laughs> well, this is, this is, uh, this is amazing. That's what happened to me as well. Like you yeah. think, Oh, I'm successful. I'm earning the six figure. And I was just miserable, but it was funny. The more I didn't want it, the more it was like, now, now the icing has just come along on the cake. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, yeah, no, like, yes. And <laughs> it it's, so it's so yeah. tempting. It's so tempting. Like definitely. It's, yeah. And that happens. And I think that's, yeah, that definitely happened to me. And it's something that like, yeah, I think people need to watch out for because it's like, it is, you know, I think it's like almost like that fake lure. Like you still like nothing's changed. Mm. You've just been offered like a few extra little carrots like, but yeah. you still feel the same way. Yeah, like- <laughs> please stay. We know you'll be burnt out, emotionally exhausted, and you'll hate living. But please stay. You know. Yeah, like- <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so tempting. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Um, Gemma, what's a book that has made a massive impact for you in relation to finding and pursuing your passion? Well. I wish I had come across these books at the time. I can say I didn't actually read any books at the time I was going through this transition. Okay. Um, I just took action on how I felt and followed the fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, in the last decade, I've been listening to countless audiobooks. I probably ripped through about a book a week at the moment. But one audiobook I can recommend for those questioning their career choice, particularly for women, is Work It Out by Mel Robbins. Um, mm. That will help put words to the feelings that many people have about their job, but they feel stuck in. As for pursuing your passion, uh, I'd suggest checking out Simon Sinek's work. Um, His books like Find Your Why, Mm -hmm. and he's got a vast array of YouTube videos that he interviews in. That'll help get your mind pointed in a joyful direction. So I'd probably say Mel Robbins and Simon Sinek, a bit of a fusion of both to understand your current position and then looking forward for the passion and what you do want to do. I love it. I haven't read Work It Out by Mel Robbins. I'm going to check that oh, out. That's fun. Mm. Yeah. Have you read her um, like kick-ass book? No. That, oh my gosh. So if you, I'd say with the Work It Out, it's really focused on the work environment that people are having challenges in and what's not fitting in their life. With her kick-ass book, it's hilarious. I mean, there's dropped a lot of F-bombs at swearing, but it's very real. So it's kind of like live podcasting in an audio book. And it's all life issues, not just limited to work environment. It's about relationships and a whole raft of things. And she interviews a cross section of the community. Yeah. So, but it's very funny. It's so funny. It's like you're dropping into somebody's conversation, but she doesn't pull punches. And I think hearing the truth, I mean, I wish I had a friend like that who would have said that to me, you know, just, mm-hmm. just say it, even though it's going to hurt temporarily, it's actually <laughs> going to be a massive benefit to me. Rip off the band aid, please. Yeah. Band-aid. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. That sounds awesome. Cool. Yeah, I do. Amazing. So um, where can, you know, what are you currently working on and where can people find, go to find out more about you? Uh, currently I'm developing a comedy series called Vikings Now. So that charts the disastrous adventures of three Vikings banished to modern day earth as punishment for their epic mistakes. It's a currently in development. So in the writing phase still. So that should be, that's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying that. Awesome. Okay. And then sorry, your website. For the website, it'll be gemmalorel.com and that'll should bring up all the, you know, Instagram and Facebook links and all that sort of thing of what I'm currently working on. Awesome. And that's Gemma with a G-E-M-M-A. G-E-M-M-A, Laurel, L-A-U-R-E-L-L-E.com. Really, really loved this conversation. Um, So thank you so much for being on. 
Thank you very much. It's been a lot of fun. This has been great. Thanks so much for listening. And if you loved this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a review. You'll find a link to this episode and all of the show notes at becksands.com forward slash podcast. While you're there, make sure you sign up for my free weekly email newsletter where I share loads of practical advice for making your career pivot. Remember, you deserve to do work in the world that you love. Until next time, have an awesome day.